Welcome back to Galley Chat, episode three. This one is just a little bonus episode. Uh, just wanted to record just before I head off for Recurrent next week. Uh, if people don't know what Recurrent is, it's every year we've got to go as crew to obviously retrain and make sure we're up to date. So we'll do like door drills and stuff. We'll do medical and then we'll do exams. Just make sure we're fit to fly and we're in line with the CAA. But after recurrent i'm going to get back to recording with guests as i said on my work group i was going to take a little break because from the the last episode i did with molly it was really good like i've got some good feedback but there was a few mistakes with some overlapping but i think it's this app but i just want to give like a perfect episode to the listeners uh, but if there's some mistakes then we can i'm sure we can gloss over them and just enjoy the episode as it is because i've realized um a lot of people do like them and it helps people on like the commute to work or when they're having a walk and stuff so just this episode you just have to listen to me i just wanted to come on and just have a chat just about the trips i've done and uh, what i've done down and stuff like that obviously acceptable stuff i can talk about um, and obviously this is going to be named after how many days I've actually from my first flight until my last one uh, for now because uh, obviously I'm furloughed until the end of January so that's enjoyable and obviously I'm thankful for the second year I've got Christmas at home because if I was at work I would have been away for Christmas and I would have been away for New Year which I did bid for so it, sometimes obviously it is nice to have family time obviously but it's it's also nice to be in a new country which i've never been able to experience just yet so maybe next year and um, but yeah basically i'm just going to talk about trips i've done like i said i've been flying since last march uh, i worked out my first ever flight was march the 4th uh, 2019 which was bologna which is uh, was my familiarization flight which is basically you go on the flight as an extra you just go on and obviously you learn what you're doing and stuff but you're not an actual crew member to like do uh like the service you can help if you're offered like i offered to help when i did uh, my flight because i didn't really want to just be sitting there going uh what am i doing um and obviously you don't do the demo and stuff which obviously normally when you do short haul now you do a manual demo which i don't mind to be fair because you do it and then you're ready, you're off to secure the aircraft. But obviously when you do a screen one, obviously you've got to wait right till the end, which is, you know, it's the safety demonstrations can be quite long. But apart from that, that yeah, so Bologna was my first ever flight and I managed to sit in the flight deck for, I think it was landing. I think it was both actually. So I think it was landing in the Bologna and I think it was taken off from there as well, which is a crazy experience. Like... I've managed since then, obviously, I've managed to go into the flight deck for Vegas. I've done Sydney. I've done, obviously, Heathrow quite a lot. I've managed to be in the flight deck for every single aircraft that I'm trained on. So, obviously, I've been in there on the 7-4, been in on the 777, the baby buses, which is, like I say, it's so good. Like, one of the best ones I've done, I did Santorini in the flight deck, and that was just stunning, absolutely stunning coming in to fly there and obviously with the Sydney one 
So two years previous in 2017, I obviously only took my first ever flight. And obviously first ever time on a plane was to Australia. Obviously I think I mentioned this on a previous episode, but I was like to say it's first ever time landing in Australia as a passenger and obviously as a holiday. And then take us back to 2019 and obviously I'm in the flight deck as crew landing into Sydney. Like obviously so I'm in Australia again and I'm just, I was blown away like how things can change in them two years. I can go from doing one flight to doing hundreds of flights. Like I've, I keep a little list of how many flights I've done but I can't. I've got the list on my phone, but I haven't went back to look. But there's hundreds. Um, but like I say, that was so nice to land into Sydney. Because obviously you come around, you can see the Opera House as you're coming into land. And then obviously, down you go. And obviously Vegas, when you go into there, it's all lit up. Obviously coming through the mountains. So you can see obviously the strip as you come in. Because obviously the airport is quite next to the strip. So uh, yeah, that's really enjoyable. Obviously, I was class that as a perk. To my job being able to go on the flight deck and experience that so like it says Bologna was my first ever flight and then the next day I did St Petersburg which was very very cold um, which was nice like it says I did two short hauls in the two days and then obviously the third day I had Cape Town I had available days which is uh, it could turn into anything could turn into a day off could turn into a standby could turn into a trip so I got Cape Town like I remember saying to my friend Kirsty, I said, "Oh yeah, I've just picked up a Cape Town." She's like, "How smooth was that?" Like you've just turned around and goes, "Yeah, I've just picked up a Cape Town." Like it's the norm, which it is now. Just pick up a Cape Town, and obviously, like I said, I slept that whole trip when I got there because I was shattered. And I remember I made a little faux pas on on the plane. I'd set me alarm, um, fifteen minutes before I was meant to come back because I didn't, you know, I didn't realise it was my first time, and I'd forgot I had it on the loudest volume. All I have to say is the crew weren't best pleased with me uh, afterwards. I never did it again. Which that was another thing. When obviously you go on long haul flights, you get to have crew rest. So obviously we have beds upstairs or on the 380s downstairs. So being able to go for a nap during your shift is madness. Like my previous jobs, there's been times where I've just wanted to go to sleep. And I can in this job. Which obviously is needed, like we need our rest during a flight, like you can do, I think the longest flight I've done so far, it was actually coming back from Singapore and I think it was about 14 hours, I think I got about a 4 hour break then, so I can never normally sleep though on um, moving vehicles, so sometimes I'll just be lying in the bunks and I just can't sleep, um, but others I'll, I'm gone, I'm zonked. But yeah, like I say, it's Cape Town. I've now managed to do that three times, I think that was. And I've still never managed to do anything. I've got the steak, though. I mentioned this before. I've got, I've had steak there, which was unreal. Uh, so yeah, I've done to Cape Town. Which, obviously, when you first start flying, obviously, you've got a lot of available. So you could end up doing a lot of short haul. But um, I got quite lucky in the flights I've done. Because I've got, like I say, majority long haul. I've done, like I say, lots of uh, Americas. Um, obviously, I think I've done Miami like four, four or five times, which is good. Uh, one of my memories I'll obviously remember is I did obviously in Miami, and then me and two girls, uh, Chloe and Lindsay, would went to the beach. I, I think it's called South Beach. 
I want to say South Beach. Not really good with beaches. But yeah, we went quite early for the beach and then obviously managed to watch the sunset, which was mind-blowing. Like, I'm sitting on the beach in Miami watching the sunset with two really nice people. So that was good. Says I did a little, um, like, a time-lapse thing so I could see the sun sun coming up, which was good. Um like this job is I'm just literally going to talk about the experiences I've had which when you talk about crew and the job like it is a really enjoyable job obviously there is times where it could be hard like every job is but the experiences you manage to get through this job is mad like obviously when I was on about Sydney so the Sydney trip which I mentioned before is a nine-day trip, which obviously you do two days Singapore, and then you fly out to Sydney, do a day Sydney. Sorry, I have a drink. Then you come back and do two days Singapore. So for Sydney, every time I've went there, I've managed just to have some drinks um, and some food next to the Opera House, which is surreal. Like, I'm going to use the words surreal and crazy and mad across this whole podcast but it is like I'm literally having drinks with people I've met three four days ago next to the opera house and it's I love it absolutely love it I can't wait to be back it is just yeah it's it's just one of a kind it really is so it says I've done that four times and obviously Singapore I managed to go see the uh, the bays like Marina Bay uh, I've went to the oh what's it called botanical gardens, which is like I says I've done four times, but I've only managed to be there once, because obviously when we normally go there we we'll go for quite a few nights out, and normally the first night out kills us off for the rest of them two days, so I'm normally just in bed, just dead to the world, but yeah like I says the botanical gardens is beautiful, um it's just trying to remember where I've got rather than just going on my list which um, I'm actually going to go on my list because I've realised I can use my iPad uh, at the same time as this um, where have I went on my trips I should be more organised yeah so like I said I've managed to do like loads of short haul like I've been placed like Copenhagen I did Gibraltar obviously I had to get me picture by the rock the tail picture which you'll see on a lot of uh, cruise Instagrams and stuff like that Nairobi I've done that a few times so the first time I did that someone said oh go on this like little not safari type thing but it's like a visiting thing you can go see the elephants and then you can go see the giraffes which I was like alright okay so I got a little group going went there and I was just so you get to see these um, baby elephants which are being rescued from the wild um, or that might have been like just left by the mothers or something. So obviously they came out, they come around and see everyone. And I was like stroking the elephant and I was like, like I'm stroking like an, a wild elephant. Like my friend has done like a safari in Joburg where she's actually like be next to and stroke a full-sized elephant which i need to do but you see these baby elephants i was like oh my god and like the giraffes like i've got my favorite ever trip picture which is you can feed the giraffes with the pellets so you put a pellet in your mouth and obviously they get the other one like they get the other side so obviously i had that 
and then the I tried to get the biggest pellet because I didn't really want it to touch us. So it went to get us and someone got the picture of it literally just licking my face to get this pellet. And I was like, I love it. Like, I think I used it as a Tinder pitch just for a while just to go, you know, this is as much as I get, but y- you love it. Um, It was, like it says, it was surreal. And that leads us on to, uh, where did I go? Joburg. I managed to do a safari there because... When I went, my aircraft... So you can either be trained on the 747 or the 3E, which has obviously changed now because the 74 is gone. So obviously I was a 74. So the 747 was going to Joburg a few times, so I managed to get a Joburg. Uh, and it was just amazing. Like, I went on this horseback safari, which I've never rode a horse in about 10 years. And they gave me the biggest thing, and I was like, nah, nah. Um... And obviously I've mentioned the safari, I think, with Molly as well in the last episode. But just being on horseback, going through the safari, and at home it was, I think it was a Wednesday afternoon, and I was like, normally I would have been sitting in the house, playing Xbox or watching Netflix, and I'm going on a horseback ride on safari. Going right next to wild uh, giraffes and zebras and wildebeest. Like, I've got a picture where... Like, my forehead is touching a zebra's forehead. Because the guide we were with, he was like... Because all the girls were getting all these nice photos. And he was like, oh, do you want to get this one? So I was like, yeah, go for it. Um, So I did that and it just... I was like, this is crazy. Like, this is my life. I'm getting paid to do this right now. And obviously, like, I've got a picture with um, the giraffe in the background with me. Obviously on the horse, which is crazy. Like giraffes are amazing like to be fair they're my like ex's favorite animal so obviously when i went there i had to send her the picture to go look look where i've been uh which she obviously loved but yeah that was literally one of my best trips i've ever done i'm just trying to think of like seattle as well that's another thing so the thing with work we'll have like these things called teams or we used to before this new fleet um so you get team trips every three months i think it was and i don't only managed to go on one was when I did this Seattle one so I was with my team which is lovely like literally the nicest team you can meet and then we went to the I think it's called a needle the space needle I think so and we were like oh like just see if we can get some discount or whatever I just been crew and stuff you've got to ask crew will always try and find cheaper stuff or discounts or free stuff because you know it's helpful Um, so we went and asked and we're like, oh, like, any chance, like, we've came all this way, there's any discount and stuff. And the guy was like, no, sorry, we, we don't do that. So we're like, all oh, right, okay, sorry, it's a bit, a bit expensive. Because I think it was going to be about $180, like, for all of us to go up. And then he was like, oh, come back, come back. We're like, okay. And he was like, oh, I'm going to give you this ticket to get you all up there for free, just since you've came a long way. We were like, what? So this ticket got five of us up there, I think there was, for free, all the way up there. And I was like, we kept going, like, the different parts of the needle. And then we're like, yeah, we're going to get stopped. We're going to get sent back down here. And we didn't. We got up. So we managed to sit, basically, above all of Seattle, having a drink, having some chips, and just enjoying it. And I was just like, I love this. Like, we've managed to wrangle our way up here for free. Because my manager was like, yeah, if you don't ask. Like, uh... A saying obviously up in the north is shy bairns getting out, which obviously means shy children get nothing. Um, but 
yeah, that was just... I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Like, I feel like I'm repeating myself a lot, but I literally love my job and I've loved what I've managed to do. Uh, I'm just trying to think of what else. Like, Tel Aviv as well. Like, I've never really thought of Tel Aviv as a place. Like, not... Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, to go there, it wouldn't have been in my mind to go there. But, like, as soon as I go, I went there and we were cl- quite close to the beach. So, you can literally go along to the beach every day. Like, obviously, I think we'll get about uh, 26 hours down route or something. It's not a lot, but you can go to the beach, have a drink, have some food, which it's... I love. Um, What else have we got? Bangkok as well. I've done a few Bangkoks, um, which was... One of them would have had an issue coming back, um, which we had divert, but... So I won't go into that bit. But that was... That was challenge and flight but the Bangkok obviously went down um, I think it was Kosan Road I think it is and I'd ended up eating a scorpion one of the guys I was with I said well do you, do you mean I'll try it and it was just dry it didn't taste of anything um, and I was just I kind of yeah nah. and then afterwards it offered us this big tarantula thing I was like nope definitely not that is not going anywhere near my mouth but like it says, I ate it, and it was like obviously I ate the scorpion, and like it says, you've got to try stuff like that. But Bangkok was a, it's a weird one, weird one. Um, Buenos Aires, I've done that twice, which is obviously now, obviously with the news of Maradona, that's in mourning. But obviously I managed to go to La Boca, um, and have a meal with obviously some crew, and obviously literally next to us was a, uh, a couple doing salsa dancing. I was like, oh my god, like this, this is mad. I love it. Um, I'm just trying to think like I says of all these places I've been to like I says I've repeated quite a lot of them like I'm seeing like um, Tel Aviv's a few times Cape Town a few times Las Vegas so I've managed to I think they've done Vegas three times Um, obviously I think I mentioned before as well the first one I did we had an issue with the plane so it was five days Um. Which was good. Obviously, we did everything, uh, like says the sign and Magic Mountain and stuff. But obviously, if we knew we were going to stay longer, we would have done more. Um, but obviously, I came back and I think you meant to have three days off, and then I had available days, and I got sent to Vegas again. And I was like, oh wow, literally, I've just came back from the place. Which is when you first go to Vegas, if you've never been, like, it is nice. Like you go there and you're like, wow, I'm in Las Vegas. But if you go around. Vegas in the daytime it's a bit oh okay it obviously all comes alive at night and then you just see it and it's just it's a a different world it really is like obviously I went to the casino I won a bit um I think I can't remember which one I went on but I was on I went one time and I, I gambled a bit and I got up like $200 and I was just like yeah I keep winning keep winning keep betting and then yeah I lost it all but like the issue with me is obviously I'm not a fan of smoking but with Vegas is um, you can still smoke obviously in the casinos because they want you to stay in so if they say no smoking then everyone's going to go out the casino they lose business which is like you know they've got to keep the business going um, Cairo as well like it says I'm just looking down I did that in February which was um unreal because obviously you you look on like um the news and you see everyone going um 
to Cairo and you're like, I, I want to go there one day. Because it's on the bucket list. I'm sure it's one of the wonders of the world. It's got to be. And we'd met this girl called, well, through the crew, we'd, we'd use her. Um, so she's like a guide and takes us round of the Egypt and takes us to the pyramids and stuff. So managed to go there and obviously she's like, oh, like climb up there, get a picture of um, you obviously on the pyramids. So I think I went about three levels up and the security was like, get, get down, get down. And she was like, no, no, go on, it's fine. So obviously I think she knows the security guards. So I went down one of one of the pyramids. Uh, me and this guy climbed down. It was quite, quite hard to climb down because it's quite small. So we got down there and I was just like, people like used to live here thousands and thousands of years ago or however long it was and then like now I'm standing here as like a tourist like I would love to be able to climb it to the top of the the pyramids but yeah you're not allowed I think you have to get um, certain like certificates I think I was watching a guy it's a um, YouTube channel called Yes Theory and one of the guys on there um, called Amar he had the permits and stuff to climb the pyramids, but for some reason he wasn't allowed. So they ended up discovering the the Mayan pyramid. In, I can't remember where he said it was, but it, it looked amazing. But anyways, one day you never know. We might be allowed. Um, it's just like I say. I'm just looking through all these trips, and I've done a lot. Like, some of them are Boston as well. Just seen that one. I did that with a lovely, lovely crew. Lovely girl called Haley. So we wandered around um, Boston. We did Acorn Street, which is quite um, popular. It's meant to be the most photographed street in the world. Which I went down there and I was like, all right, okay, I'll get me pictures. And we got told my friend had been um, done a Boston. And she said there was meant to be this big American flag hanging down. So we're like, oh yeah, right, okay, we'll walk, we'll go see that and stuff. Um, so we did that, and the flag wasn't there. So we went to the hotel, and when asked, we're like, well, is, is it there? And it literally got taken down the morning we got to Boston, so we missed going and getting the picture with it, which was, I'll I will go back to Boston because I really did like Boston. Um, so I will go back and manage to get my picture. Because, like I says, I did that, which was crazy. I did that in April last year. And I've never been since. I think I bid once, and I think I did get a Boston. But sometimes, me being nosy, we used to have a crew swap thing on where you could obviously swap trips. Uh, so I swapped from a Boston onto something else just to see who the crew was, see if I recognised anyone. And by the time I went to swap back on the Boston, someone took it. I was like, oh, yeah. So it was my own fault, really. So I'd miss out on another Boston because I'm an idiot Um, I'm gonna go so basically I asked Molly some questions last week so I'm just gonna go and look at them myself really and just give give my answers to to them if my iPad oh no if my iPad wants to work Um, it does not want to work today right notes Oh my god, come on. No, normally you don't get this on uh, other podcasts. Right. 
It's really starting to annoy us now. Right, there we go. I fixed it, I think. Yeah, so so one of the questions I think I answered a little bit last week. Or not last week, I think it was two weeks. It was, one. what's the one thing you wish you'd known when you start your career? So, like I say, some of these might be re- repeat questions, but I thought I'd do them again. Just do a little episode again of myself and then, like I say, it's back to guests. Uh, probably won't be next week. Like I said, I've got recurrent uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, I think. So, I think that might be the week after. So, I think I mentioned it with Molly, like the loneliness, I didn't know. Because, like I mentioned, you can be alone for a lot of time down route which is obviously now with covid obviously there's a lot more room confinement um where crew have to be obviously in the room for it could be days on end obviously they get took food and stuff like that but still it's it's hard to be by yourself with your own thoughts for that long which is i obviously i've saw on somewhere they're doing like quizzes and stuff like that um but that's what I took for granted, being able to leave my room when I was obviously back flying, which obviously they really can't for some of the destinations. So, yeah, the, the loneliness. There's always someone to talk to down route. There's always stuff that you can do. Just, yeah, just Netflix. Netflix is the key. And obviously I know a lot of people have taken their uh, games consoles, which I might start doing that if I get long trips down route, uh, which is always a good thing. Um, what was my biggest failure and what did you learn from it so I think my biggest failure for me normally is my confidence I know that might not be a failure to some people but it does let me down a lot because uh, whether that's with like uh, relationships or in jobs or with other people it is my confidence is getting a lot better and obviously this job is bringing out the confidence because I've got to be confident because at the end of the day people look to me because obviously like the crew are in charge in the year so they look to me as like like a figure of authority which obviously I am up there because at the end of the day if something goes wrong people look to me in the uniform not the person sitting next to them on the plane so like I say it's confidence like I say I think it would more be towards relationships because I always like put myself down uh, because I'd, I haven't had much luck with females so I think it might be confidence because thing is most women I go for want to go for the arseholes and obviously I'm not an arsehole I'm nice I'm too nice that's my issue and I've been told that many many times but at the end of the day I was brought up to be a gentleman and to treat people right like I'm the nicest guy you can meet like there's loads of crew I've flown with they'll probably get sick of this but I'm always like liking and comments on Instagram and stuff because I'm a big Instagram supporter I'll, if I'm following you and I think you look nice I'm going to tell you like I'll always be there to like big you up and big, be your biggest supporter so accept it because it might, o- might not always be there so I try and ease off time and time again just so you know they don't get sick like they don't want to go oh yeah that's a guy who's always commenting on my stuff but they'll be like no that is a guy who's really supportive and I know I can go to him if I have issues but uh, yeah like I said I think the confidence it's grown obviously over the last year and a half whatever since I've had this job Um, and it's always grown like you learn from your mistakes and you learn from your weaknesses and it makes it it does make you stronger 
Um, the advice I would give someone wanting to pursue a career like yours, I would say go for it. Like literally, just go for it because I did. Like I never thought I'd see myself in this job, but now I'm in it. I wouldn't see myself in any other job. Like when I thought I was going to lose this job, I was good, but thankfully, I got saved. So literally, like I say, just go for it. Just be confident if you go for the um, assessment day. Obviously, I don't know when airlines are hiring again, but yeah, just be confident. Just not too confident. Um, yeah, just go for it. Like it's literally one of the best jobs. There's people who've left the jobs who regret it and go like, I wish I was still flying because it is. No one understands. A, the job as cabin crew more than other cabin crew because they know what you go through daily they know like the struggles on the aircraft down route like literally like the training and stuff like that so yeah if you're interested in going for it then speak to other cabin crew there's always videos on youtube i looked on youtube and molly said the same um on different cabin crew and hints and tips for like assessment days and the life of cabin crew which little shout out right now um so i was gonna do i've always had in my mind like i watch vlogs so i was always gonna do a vlog um but i'm not a very good editor so it'd literally be like filming it all together and just go boom like this podcast um which yeah, I will one day get it into while, get myself a nice camera and learn to edit because this is a trip. Like, this is a job where you can make amazing vlogs. So, on that note, I want to shout out a guy I watch. Um, he's called Borders and Boundaries on YouTube, on Instagram too, if you want to check him out. Um, I had to give him a little shout out because I've watched his vlogs. I was literally, I, there was one night I was watching it to like three in the morning uh, and it was just obviously Sean so he started his as his journey because he's came back to flying obviously he used to fly for uh, at Gatwick and then he's now obviously Heathrow so he started that journey of going back to the training and obviously then bit by bit and then the trips he's had and obviously the basically the the pre-covid trips and the post-covid trips and they're amazing like say so you get you always get to see a nice little room tour um, and you always get to see like uh, some nice food he has and obviously the the places he goes down route and they're really good so that is borders and boundaries so search that on youtube and give him a like give him a follow and just yeah just if you ever want to watch because there's loads of crew vlogs on on youtube but yeah just give me give me a shout give him a shout out as well give him a follow i'll let him know that i've given him a little shout out if he hasn't listened yet but yeah he's, he's so good um yeah so yeah maybe one day i went off a bit there i might do some vlogs the best resources i have always help me along the way it's like molly was saying as well other people and just like it says training going through that because there's always help you you've got when you're at work or if you're down route so use them and it will help you become a better crew member um, the issue with this is I've made a cup of tea before I start recording this and then now my cup of tea is going to go cold but anyways three people have been most influential along the way ooh well, I don't know if that's for life well I would say if, if it was for life I would say my my parents like 
they obviously show us they help me grow up and show me right and wrong and where I need to go and what I need to do because they have been might not uh, say as much like I've said previous because I'm in bed all the time but uh, they are supportive and I would love to take them one day on a trip with me and uh, yeah be able be able to show them like this is this is what I do this is where I stay this is what I experience but my dad's not a fan of flying he's not a heights guy he went on a uh, helicopter ride one year for me granddad's birthday and he didn't like it they're like yeah you can look out there have take some pictures and he was like nope nope but i will take him on a plane one day um because i he obviously loves formula one so i would love to be able to fly him out for us to go see a formula one race i would love to be able to take him one day to do the singapore race but obviously that's like i say it's a nine day trip so we'll be taking nine days off uh from work which is you can't really get so it'd probably just be like a, a weekend thing where we'll go go to like spain or um italy something like that but um yeah i would say my parents and the third one i don't really know i'm gonna see myself i'm gonna be you know i'm gonna be very modest here i'm gonna see myself because like i do influence myself because i'll go well i want to do that i want to do that um yeah, gonna go from yourself to be fair. Um, one of the common myths about your profession that you want to debunk. Um, that would just serve coffee and tea. Or tea and coffee. Sounded weird that. Same about the Tom Cruise there. If you ever hear crew talking about Tom Cruise on an aircraft, they're on about tea and coffee. Which is, you know, a little little secret there. Um yeah, we don't just serve tea and coffee. We serve chicken and beef too. But no. We do we're there basically for your safety. Um Obviously, if aircraft's just literally stuck by safety, we'd sit on our crew seat for the full flight until we were there, and then that was it. But we don't do that. We provide the service. So never just think crew are glorified waitresses, because we're not. We are trained loads. There's some airlines which will train you for about six months. There's one airline, I can't remember which one it is, but I'm sure they train you for about two, three days just on how to walk down the aisle. Because if they've got standards, like set, and they want to, you know, be that perfect. But yeah, we're not waitresses. We'll literally, we will get you a coke, or we'll get you chicken or beef or tea and coffee. But don't, don't treat us like waitresses. We don't like it. We're not waitresses. Like there was a thing a while back. It's not obviously about waitressing. Um, it was a health company or something. Um, and they put on one of their things was when you're flying just get cabin crew to put your bag up in the locker and you're like no and obviously cabin crew just went wild because we're like if we helped every single person with their bags we wouldn't be working because our backs would be dead we'll help like we can help you like if there's an elderly person with it and she's struggling to put that up there because you're quite high like i'll help but we can't put everyone's bag up there but like people say if you stack it you pack it like yeah but just think the amount of flights we do and the amount of passengers we have if we did every single bag it just wouldn't yeah it wouldn't be healthy for us or for you um if if you could step into my shoes what would you have asked yourself and i didn't well i'm talking myself so i don't think there'll be anything else i would ask because literally like it says i just wanted to make a little short one this week um because i thought 
the first one was, you know, a bit waffly, because that was me, like, to be fair. It was my first one, so I was going to learn from my mistakes. And it was just to talk about some of the things I've managed to experience down route and the trips I've done. Um, but like I said, this is done for this week. So I'm going to obviously post this one today. Obviously, I'll post on the work group to say, you know, here it is. And then I've, like I said, got my recurrent Tuesday and Wednesday. So I'm going to do that and then look to record because I've got quite a lot of people um, like lined up to record with. I've got some good stories coming your way. So it says I'll get back to it in a week, two weeks. And then, yeah, all I have to say is just everyone, just stay safe. Thanks for listening again. And then, yeah, I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Galley Chat. Goodbye.